everybody up. Hey guys, I'm Melody Owens here in Arkansas and we are coming to you live with our Life with Coach podcast and we are excited to talk to you guys about how we deal with our husbands being gone all the time and dealing with all the home stuff and keeping our kids happy and occupied and uh, kind of taking their minds off of you know, their dad being gone all the time. So with me, I obviously have Heather Shar and Honor Garrett with us today. And um, I want to start off with Honor because she has multiple kids and she has experience at the Wazoo at all different levels. And I want her to give us your best tips on distracting your kids, keeping them involved and not making you crazy and feeling involved and not missing dad so much during the season. Cause we know the hours are just absolutely crazy. So honor, I'm going to pass it to you. I want you to tell us your best tips. Okay. Wow. Well, Melody, thanks. Um, and guys honor Garrett here. Um, I'm coming to you from Easton, Pennsylvania. My husband's um, the head football co coach at Lafayette college. We have four kids um, and they're all pretty much grown 25, 24, um, 21 and 18. So um, I've been through every single stage. So, you know, the best tips basically to me is trying to, um, for the kids to not miss their dad so much and things like that. Um, we did notes. And so John's such a good dad. And so he was really good at writing a little post-it note or putting something really sweet to the kids and putting it in their lunch boxes or, or, or just under their pillow or something like that. So they always knew that dad was thinking of them and we would always either FaceTime, he always called every night. Cause sometimes he couldn't get home literally until two in the morning. It's crazy. I mean, it just depended on the night if they were doing the game plan or how that all, um, how that all worked out. So um, that's a couple things we did, but um, I have a couple other stories too, but I'm gonna um, toss it over to you, Heather, because do you have any tips or are there any things that you did with your family um, to kind of connect them with their dad who works so much? Yes, yes, This I, it's Heather, Heather Shore. I'm coming from Jacksonville, Texas. Um, Paul is a D-line football coach in, at the high school level. And when he, we were in Flower Mound, the kids were really little and I stayed home with them. So, well, I shouldn't say Lily was little. Heath was in kindergarten and I would pick them up from school and then go up to the field. And there were three or four other coaches that kind of lived around this in Flower Mound or around. And we decided we'd all meet up there and we'd be there for maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes max and they'd get to see the kids on the other side of the or Paul on the other side of the fence and Paul would come over and the coaches would come over every day except Thursday and Friday so Monday Tuesday Wednesday and we would drop we'd go up there do that and the kids that was enough and I don't know if that's good or bad but that was enough and we'd go home and it just was scheduled because Paul wouldn't get home until nine o'clock and I put my kids to bed kids you. went to bed yeah, yeah. So. i feel like it's important to have that schedule and a routine and you know i want to say something too sometimes our kids struggle with daddy being gone a long time but sometimes the daddy struggled just as much as the kids so i really yeah. liked you know honor talking about 
dad wrote notes. So he's feeling involved because I know, I mean, my husband misses Harper so much and he almost, you know, has a lot of guilt, dad guilt over being gone. And Heather, I love that you took your kids to see where daddy is all day long, because I think, especially with the younger ones, it's more mm-hmm. tangible and more real if they can see where daddy goes for 10 or 12 hours a day. It makes it, uh, he's not just disappeared into the wild blue yonder. This is his desk. These are your pictures, kids. See, look, you're here with dad at work. And I think that's important too. So there's something tangible for them to relate to when you say daddy's at work or daddy's with the boys or, you know, whatever you want to say. So I think those are really great tips for sure. Um, do you guys keep your kid? Have you guys kept your kids pretty busy through the years with activities? I mean, just to kind of keep their mind preoccupied or do you just, whatever their interest is, it's not intentionally to to take their mind off of football, but are you guys constantly putting them in things to keep them active and going? So there's not just downtime sitting there missing their dad. Well, we've always had like, we've always had a balance. So we've always told our kids, you need to be involved in something extracurricular, something um, physical to help your body stay healthy and then something creative if possible. And so we've always done that just because we think as parents, that's a good way to help our kids be well-rounded. And the great thing about keeping them close to dad is um, my husband always is asking the kids about what they're doing and how was your day at school? And he would remember all of their teachers' names and he would really dive with the very small limited time that he had with them, he would still dive into their lives. And then when we would bring them up to um, the office, dad would say, let's, let's write a play. Do you have a play you want us to, you know, to run in the game and things like that? Or he would explain what he does to them, uh, does, does as football to them what he does. And so that um, really made them feel engaged and loved and, you know, that they mattered. And so it didn't really matter if dad was gone a lot because they knew how much dad wishes he was with them. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, poor, poor Lily um, didn't get to do anything in the fall. Heath was allowed to take, do a sport in the fall when he was in elementary school. And so he did baseball one, for one season, but I couldn't run him around and, take Lily to something too. So we would just say, you know, Thursday nights, we went to every home sporting event that Paul was at, if he was the administrator or whatever, but my kids loved it. I mean, my kids loved being at the game, seeing the friends there, seeing people from school, whatever. So Lily would do something in the spring if she wanted to. She wasn't, I mean, not that she's not athletic, but she just never really wanted to do that. And then I started homeschooling her in third grade. So we had homeschool groups and stuff that we did during the day, but Paul was always there. If there was a game, Paul would leave what he was doing and his coaches were always real good about letting him come to a game and then going back to work. Cause you know, when you're little, their games are at 8am. So he would do that. But yeah, Melody, what about you? Well, I mean, I only have one. So <laughs> everybody listened to this podcast before the one kids like, I hate her. How do you know? <laughs> but I swear, her social engagements and her extra kids, they are way more advanced than mine are and will ever be. She is very involved in everything. So 
Um, we do competition dance and competition gymnastics. So that takes up a lot of time. Um, she's at the gym three days a week at least. And then we have church and all the things. So, um, you know, I keep her busy, but we do that outside of football season too. It runs through football season. Um, but I, even, even when she has dance or whatever, I would take her up to the games when he coached locally, we would go to the game or, or practice or whatever after dance. So she could see him out there. Um, and then, you know, my husband hasn't missed too much of her recitals cause they're in the spring. Um, mm. but I know that for gymnastics, she's, he's probably going to have to miss a few of her meets just because of how they fall. But, you know, I think something that is important to recap kind of the time level and seeing your husband's in passing and, or through the night, you know, like roommates, <laughs> um, <laughs> really, it's all about the quality of time, not the quantity. And I feel like that's true for every parent, no matter what their job is. If you put forth a lot of effort in the quality of the time and you're present with them during those small increments, they make such a bigger impact anyway than just hanging out for a couple hours in front of the TV. So I want to encourage you guys and you ladies that um, just to, to give what you can in those small moments that mean the most. So... Um, don't get discouraged if you don't have an hour or if you're not like Heather and you can't take your kids to the field house or, you know, all the things that, you know, what we may do may not work for your family. But I know that with a lot of creativity, you guys can find the, the niche for your family and how you guys connect on a personal level. So um, I want to encourage you guys to find the best fit for you. Um, but so how do you guys handle the pressure of, responsibility of doing basically everything because I know for me I work full-time but then also take care of the majority of the load at that at the house too and so the you know the logistics of the children and and all the after-school things and the bills and the errands and the phone calls you guys we are the CEO of our households so mm -hmm. how do you handle that pressure and that responsibility without being resentful that you don't have help and um, so I'm going to ask Honor first. How do you deal with that? Um, you know, I'm a very independent person. So, and if you're an independent person, that's a really great match for a football coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was able to probably handle it better than most people, but I really think that it's so important to just really have a good perspective. Um, we know what, well, if you didn't know what you were getting into, you do now. <laughs> and I really just remind myself that this is hard for my husband, mm -hmm. super hard. He's missing out on so many things that he doesn't want to miss out on. So I try to have the attitude of being grateful and the number one thing that I would tell every coach's wife out there, don't try to do it all by yourself. Yeah. I had four kids. Everyone was in one to two sports or some kind of activity and they were all over the map and I could not have done it by myself. I dropped one off and then another friend dropped the other one off. And then I was picking that one up and dropping this one off and it just 
it was like this maze, but somehow because I had a tribe of beautiful friends around me that knew the situation I was in and they wanted to help. So let people help you. It, and it may be somebody that doesn't even have kids. Maybe it's the head coach's wife whose kids are grown and she'd love to help you out. So never think that there's no one there. Just mm -hmm. reach out. I bet you some people would want to help. Great advice. Mm -hmm. What about you, Heather? How do you manage it all? Um, I started taking things on when we first got married because Paul was never home. Even in the summers, he did pro football camps. And so he would leave and be gone before we even had, you know, our kids and such. But um, so I took the bills and I worked then. Um, I took the bills and my house wasn't really clean all the time. And um, I just gave myself grace to the fact that, you know, I'd have to come home from work. And if I was tired, you know, I just made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and sometimes he didn't have food or I'd text him and he'd, well, funny thing is we didn't have texting when we <laughs> first got married. So, um, but he, he knew he'd get something on the way home to eat. So I think because we started out that way and we were a little bit older when we got married and I just said, I'll do all this. And when you can help, you can help and let him do football because that's what he wanted to do. And I don't know. Again, I, with my kids being small, it was easier. I was very blessed to be able to stay home with my kids. And so I, I didn't have to go to work like you do, Melody, and, and do all that stuff. So, you know, I say just take it one day at a time. And if your house doesn't get clean, then don't invite anybody over or shove it all into <laughs> a closet. because of COVID. So no worries there. I mean, yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> but I mean, for one time in my life, I'm not going to lie to you guys. We were, um, uh, we were selling our house. I know that's not an unfamiliar uh, concept to any coach's wife. And I didn't have time to clean. So I just threw a bunch of stuff in the trunk of my car. It looked like a homeless person lived in the back of my car for, I don't know, two months but at least that's where all the clutter went it was hidden nobody opened my trunk it was so bad it was so, so hey that's a good idea I never thought yeah. about doing the oh. trunk of my car oh, yeah throw mm. it in there and I had a big old Buick that drove like a boat and so I had a big trunk and I just shoved it on there and closed the lid and it was done but yeah. I I love what you guys are saying ask for help it's a huge point um and show yourself some grace and I want to say this too um, my day of working on, I had a friend pick Harper up from school and I just got her at six after work. I mean, I, and she's not a coach's wife. She's a regular friend. And I, I highly encourage you to have those people in your life that can do that for you. Um, because you cannot do it all on your own. You, that's impossible. And you may feel like you are, but you're really not. And then the grace, that's exactly right. We all need to show each other in our self grace. And, um, you know, I want to say that we are most likely disappointed in the expectations we have for others and ourselves. And I feel like if we show appreciation and gratitude rather than cast expectations on ourselves or others, mm -hmm. we're not going to set ourselves up for being disappointed for not having everything done or for our husband not being around to help or for somebody not showing up in the way that you think they should. You should just be grateful and, and practice that that grace for you and others on a daily basis, no matter what. So I think that would um, alleviate a lot of burden. So anyway, that's, that's what I feel like. Do anybody else want to add anything before we hop off here? 
Well, I have a really cute story. Well, um, one thing that my husband does to make the kids feel really special, well, our youngest, because right now she was the only one here, senior in high school. And so during the football games, right after halftime, I think it's right after, no, right after third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, he would have the Jumbotron people or whatever play Sweet Caroline, because her name is Caroline. And he would, no matter, he's in the huddle with the guys talking, he would stop, he'd turn around and he'd point at her and they would look at each other and then he'd turn back around. So I just think that's like, they'll always have that memory. So if there's something special that you can do with your kids um, to make them just feel like, you know, that your dad's little girl or whatever, I mean, that was pretty impactful. And then when they were super little and my husband used to read right on Christmas Eve, he would read, "Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, he'd read this book and, and he'd read the story of the Bible. Well, he had to go to play Arizona or no, he was with Arizona. He was playing somewhere else on Christmas Eve and Christmas day. He was gone. The mm. kids were so sad and they're like, but dad, daddy won't be here to read. Twas the night before Christmas. And I found a book, Twas the night before Christmas with a little video, I mean, uh, audio recording at the bottom. So John recorded himself reading the book. We wrapped it up and gave it to the kids and they were so sad. And then when they opened up the book and they saw that it was dad's voice, they were so excited. And they're like, daddy is here. And so <laughs> guys just get creative. There's so many really neat things. And those are memories that they're going to remember forever. Yeah. Paul used to put a note in their lunches. I would make the lunches, but before he left every day, he would come up with something and write it on the napkin and I'd shove it in there. And it was almost like it was, they were surprised every day they got it. I'm like, you got it yesterday. I mean, and they're like, yeah, but we didn't know dad got up or had time to do it. And I mean, I don't think he missed a day after I told him how excited they were that, you know, that he had done it so he really and I'd leave the napkins out in a pen right there at night so yeah I think you're right honor just find something and Melody I mean it I know at least this year it's not as bad Paul is not working as many hours some people aren't having football but you know when we get back to things I think you just have to be creative and find something that works for your family mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree well, thanks, Honor and Heather. I really appreciate you guys hopping on today and sharing with us your wise tips on dealing with the pressure of uh, being a solo parent. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> with an asterisk, <laughs> a yeah. solo parent, uh, football widow. And <laughs> um, I just, I love you guys so much. And I want to encourage our sisters out there. Follow the Life of Coach Facebook page, go to the website, and definitely subscribe to this podcast. There's going to be fun little things you're not going to want to miss. We're going to have some fun giveaways later. And if you have a topic you want us to discuss, or if you want to be a part of this, let us know. Send us a private message. We'd love to hear from you. So with that, this podcast is a wrap. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Bye.